Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Church London. You're listening to a message given on a Sunday morning. If you'd like to know more about us and the life of the church, please visit trinitychurchlondon.com. The common denominator in baptism is water. And, and God. Yeah, thanks, Rosie. Would you like to preach for me? Yeah, all right. Um, I better get my theology right. Maisie's in the house. Um, God and water, that's correct. The question is, if, if you're a Christian here today and if you've been baptised, what do we do with that moment? I got baptised at like 18, Haven Green Baptist Church. It was a proper Baptist, you know, I, I did it properly in the church, you know, all that. And uh, got baptised, I had to wear cricket whites because they made us wear whites in those days. In those days, because I'm so old. And um, got baptised there. The question is, what, what should I do with that moment? And what should you do if you've been baptised? Is it just something that's left? Like, okay, I think Christians can sometimes think, well, it's, it's a slightly strange thing that Jesus asks us to do. You know, get completely soaked in front of a whole group of people. But okay, if Jesus said to do it, I suppose let's just do it. And then we kind of consign it like a qualification. It's just this thing that Jesus asked, like a little course to go through. And then, and then, and then you're in. And I think what often happens is we can leave our baptism in the past and think like, I don't know, we kind of shrug our shoulders. I did for many years, I was like, I don't know, like Jesus just asked me to do it. I kind of read the Bible, was persuaded, like, so I'll, I'll follow Christ. But the truth is, we never move beyond the baptismal waters where we were baptised. The Christian walk and growing in God is not, okay, here's the elementary things, and now I want to go on to the advanced levels of Christian discipleship. The Christian discipleship is actually understanding more and more what actually happened in your baptism whenever it was. Some people get very worried about being baptised because they don't feel like they know enough. They don't feel like they know enough Bible yet. They're not quite Christian enough, so they're very anxious to do it. But the reality is, this is a moment that symbolises, as Richard said, our salvation. And just as we go on understanding more and more of what God did in our life when we got saved, all that happens as Christians is that we go and understand more and more what happened in that moment when we were baptised into Christ Jesus in the water by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Amy and Robin's journey from this point onwards is not a leaving and a departing. I did module 101 and now I'm going to move on to the, the, more, the, the higher stuff. No, your journey now is growing into understanding what has God done for you in Jesus Christ? What happened in this moment right now when you were buried and raised again to new life? Paul says this in Colossians. He says, therefore... As you received Christ Jesus as Lord, and how do we receive him? We receive him by faith, as a gift. I look to Christ and I receive him. He says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So how do you go on in discipleship? By faith. Baptism is receiving Christ by faith. I'm going to move on by faith. And as we gather around this, it's not just a moment for new believers, it's a moment for all of us who have been baptised, to remember who we are in Christ Jesus. And I want to just preach six things to encourage your hearts 
very, why are you all sniggering? I, I, I hear if you're not part of Trinity, they're sniggering because they think they're not going to get lunch. Because I want to tell you six things that this symbolizes to refresh our hearts, to encourage us. Claire, you're trying not to laugh. I can see. I love my church. I really do love my church. Is Carol and Ale here? No. Oh, no. Can I, can I just tell a silly story? Yeah, okay. Feeling in a silly mood, and we've got a bit of time. So, um, <laughs> last week, if you were there, I went on a little pastoral ramble on uh, the need to be at church on time. Anyone there for that moment? <laughs> a little bit of a ramble, stroke rant, or whatever you. And, uh, and I got a message from Ali and Carol, who were watching me ranting about turning up to church on time while they were sat on the train watching the Zoom on the way to church still and I thought I love this church this is so cool um, anyway has nothing to do with the sermon what happens here the first thing is this salvation is a gift this is what baptism symbolizes there is a reason why somebody baptizes us we can't baptize ourselves it's very important somebody baptizes us because we are taken by the holy spirit into christ jesus he does it for us so we can't just run off and baptize ourselves in the river because we don't save ourselves christ does and so when we have pete here and i was on the other side today we are as it were representing symbolically the work of the holy spirit of baptizing amy and robin into christ because this moment is a gift it's the, the very beginning of our journey. There is, no, there is nothing to, uh, that we need to do to, to be baptised apart from faith in, in Christ. So why you notice Amy gave a testimony and Robin didn't feel comfortable giving a testimony. We say, what? Fine. Because the scriptures never say, put your trust in Christ, give a public testimony and then be baptised. No, put your trust in Christ and be baptised. It's grace. So that moment when you, you look back at your younger self, if you've been baptised, that was probably a less holy version of you. Yeah. Ever thought about that? I look at myself as an 18-year-old and I think, oh my gosh, I thought I was set. I was an absolute mess when I look at it. And yet Christ saved me then. He saved you then by sheer grace. So baptism is a gift that we receive. Secondly, this baptismal pool represents that our old self has died. It's already been said, but let me read it once again. What should we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? It's a common objection to Christianity. Well, if it's like all by grace, as you say, then surely I can just carry on living my own life and God will just keep forgiving me in the background. He says, no, you don't understand what it is to become a Christian. He says, by no means. He says, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who are baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? So what happens when we're taking Amy Robin down into the water is symbolically saying that they have died. Their old sinful nature is dead and gone. My old sinful self was dead and buried in Haven Green Baptist Church some many, many years ago. It's there. And so when we find those temptations to sin and anger and bitterness and lust and cowardice, we say we reckon ourselves and say, no, no, I'm a new, my, that old sinful self has died. And a dead person has no, no power, has no, no ability to, yeah, the, there is something of the residue of that in our hearts. And we feel the struggle of temptation, which is why when we feel that we reckon ourselves. I've been baptised. 
What does that mean? It means my old self has died. Therefore, sin, those things in your life, you think, I can't, I can't let go of those. If you're baptised into Christ Jesus, it's dead. You have the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to move on. No one is stuck who has been baptised into Christ Jesus. Amen. No one will ever be stuck in that sin or this temptation or this circle of life. This signifies that our old self has died. And then gloriously, thirdly, we have been raised to a brand new life. This is what Paul says. He says, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Amy and Robin have entered into eternal life today. They have entered into a hope, a newness of life, a life that will now never die. There is hope for the future. However dark this life gets, there is hope in glory for those who have been baptised. Amen. Amen. A few of us were to a funeral of a dear friend just last week and it was a funeral of a, of a Christian lady who lived her life with this eternal hope. And the whole service was infused with this glorious, joyous hope for the future. And it's amazing because if you look on the outside and you're going to someone's funeral, she died of cancer. This is the, there was lots of grief. There were lots of tears. There was lots of sadness. And yet the underlying, the foundational emotion of the service was hope. Because there is something glorious to come. Though she die, yet she shall live in Jesus Christ. And there were moments where those who didn't have this hope in Christ Jesus shared. And it was the contrast was amazing because for the Christians who had been raised to this brand new life and this glorious hope, it was forward looking. And for those who haven't been baptised into Christ Jesus, all that was left at death was the memories of the past. But with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is a glorious hope for the future. So there is hope. There is always hope for those who are baptised into Christ Jesus. This baptismal pool also means that if you have been baptised into Christ, your sin has been washed away and you have the power of the Spirit in your life right now. Some of you know Martin Luther, the German reformer in the 1500s. He grew up in the Catholic Church. And he grew up with this super strong desire to be right with God. And he knew in his life that there was all sorts of sin and wrongdoing and guilt in his life. And he felt the guilt inside his soul. If you were to look at this man from the outside, you'd say, this man, like, you, he is squeaky clean. There is nothing. I mean, he spent most of his time in a solitary confinement, basically in a dormitory all by himself, praying, fasting, reading the scriptures and confessing sin. I mean, I'd look on and say, I can't see any sin to confess. And yet he spent his time inwardly trying to get rid of all the guilt and shame that he felt. And the priests who would hear his confessions apparently would eventually get fed up with him. I say, please, Martin, just go back to your room. You've confessed everything. But he was there in this desperate attempt, thinking that he could maybe, if he confessed enough, get rid of the feelings of guilt and uncertainty and unease inside himself. 
He was in a sense trying to save himself because he felt like he had to be righteous before God. Until this moment where he tells this story where he was reading Romans in Romans chapter 1 and he reads about the righteousness of God in the gospel. And up until that point, he'd read that the righteousness of God was this demand placed on everybody and you are to attain to the righteousness of God. And so this is why he was praying and fasting and confessing things, thinking he can get higher and higher and maybe touch the righteousness of an almighty, pure, holy God. And this revelation came to him that the gospel is not a demand over us that we must attain this, but it's an offer where God gives us his righteousness as a free gift. And suddenly everything made sense for him. I can't save myself. However many times I go to the confessional, it will never clean what is in here. And he received Christ. And if you know his story, he was a man who was super busy, too busy probably, um, overwhelmed with pressure, persecution from authorities and church leaders, faced a lot of temptation, spiritual battles. And you know how he would fight when he would often feel like overwhelmed in his mind? If you've had those moments, you just feel like, I just feel like I'm maxing out now. I'm reaching overwhelm. What he would do in those moments is he would in chalk on his desk as he was translating the New Testament into German. He would write in Latin, I am a baptized believer. He would remind himself of who he is in Jesus Christ. When temptations would come, he would remind himself, I'm baptised, I belong to Jesus Christ. When people would accuse him of all sorts, he would remind himself, I've been baptised, I am with Christ now. My old self died, I am new and alive with Jesus Christ. He would remind himself again and again of his baptism. He used it as a tool in his discipleship of his identity and who he was in Jesus Christ. And he says this lovely thing. He says, when you wash your face, telling others, encouraging others, when you wash your face, he says, remember your baptism. If you're like white and English, you might think, well, that's a bit twee. Well, wash your face. But he actually got something profound about like this, you know, being water. It's, It's God made it to be like wet and physical and splashy and to feel something for a reason god made us with bodies and water for a reason so that he might help us in our discipleship so when marcia read from ezekiel 36 that we have been given this power of the this cleansing of water it's real the spirit is represented by this water and as we take taken into this water we are cleansed from the inside out a rubbing and a washing that any water can't do but the spirit can do on the inside so titus chapter 3 says this let me just read this he says but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our saviour appeared he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness anything a church going praying being good reading the bible but according to his mercy by the washing water the washing of regeneration and renewal of the holy spirit whom he poured this physical watering pouring immersing when when whom he poured out on us richly through jesus christ our savior so if you have been baptized into this water you have the power of the holy spirit washing you clean from the inside Amen. You have a power that is outside of yourself. The no counsellor, no therapist, no 
It's God and what he gives us in this moment. So, just as Martin Luther says, when you wash your face, when you have a shower, when you have a bath, when you go swimming, when you come into contact with water, why don't you remember your baptism? You have the power of the Holy Spirit. Symbolizes the Spirit. It's inside you now. Remember who you are. Remember that you have been given divine power to see things washed clean in your life. Amen. Two more things. Charles read this actually. This pool represents the fact that you belong. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us that we are baptised into Christ's body. That when we say yes to Jesus, we actually come into contact with his body, which is his church. No matter what background you come from, whether you feel religious, whether you feel holy, whether you feel Christian, if you put your trust in Christ and you look to him, turn from your sin, you belong in the body of Christ. No matter how you feel, you oh, I don't feel like I really belong. I'm not like, if you are baptised, you are baptised into Christ's body. Amen. <laughs> and the last thing is this. This baptismal pool represents the fact that you have, your status is that of Jesus Christ. And this is amazing. I'm just going to read this little passage from Ephesians. Hear, hear these words. And if you're a baptised believer, this is you. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I don't know if you heard that. You, if you are a Christian here today, are right now placed in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places, sat on a throne with him at the right hand of God the Father. You may feel depressed, anxious. You may feel horrible inside. You may be struggling for hope. You might be struggling with all sorts of mental health problems. But you need to know this. If you are in Christ and baptised into him, you are baptised into his life, into his death, into his resurrection, into his ascension on high. And you are now with God the Father. And how does the Father feel about Jesus? Overwhelmingly, gloriously, volcanically happy about Jesus Christ. And that is how he feels about you right now. Amen. Amen. Your status is in Christ Jesus. I hope that's refreshed your soul somewhat. It refreshed mine. And I want to just close by making three invitations. The first is this. If you're a Christian, remember your baptism. Maybe get the picture out, the video out, put it somewhere. And when you wash your face, remember the waters that clean you from the inside out. Amen. The second is this. You might not be a Christian today. And you might like to follow Christ. How do you follow Christ? You say yes. You receive him. You turn from your sin. You say, I want to turn from that life. I want to follow you, Lord Jesus. I want to trust you. I want to, uh, what else do you have to do? <laughs> Nothing else. It's actually a gift. God's righteousness comes to us as a gift. So you can say yes. I, I, I just accept it. I say yes to you, Lord Jesus. And then the third invitation is 
to be baptized today if you would like i'm not going to do any like pressurey things i'm just going to stand here awkwardly for a few moments in just a second and give you an, a, a, the opportunity to respond practically how that's going to work is this we have some tracksuits available to you some snazzy ones i don't know how snazzy they are but i'll just try and turn that snazzy we have a small medium and large we have three tracksuits if you want to say yes to following christ and you'd like to be baptized we can baptize you right here and now say where is the course it's faith in christ it's the start of a journey with him and so in just a moment we're going to stop we're going to pray i'm going to invite you if you'd like to follow christ for the first time you can put up your hand and then we're going to say if you'd like to get baptized you can put up your hand and then if anyone puts up their hand we're going to see where we go from there and we're going to respond if no one puts up their hand it's absolutely fine are you cool with that all right good